don't be zoning out on us and, and spinning around in your chair. Don't be rolling your eyes in the back of your head. Don't be staring at the ceiling. Welcome to The Pretense of Justice with hosts Carmen, Roland, and Sonia, where we discuss current events, controversies, and all things justice as we advocate for injustice. Let the justice begin. Run over to, we're going to run on over to Ukraine and what's happening over in Ukraine, but not just basically what we keep hearing on the news uh, since, the, since the invasion took place. Uh, what we want to talk about is the um, Black people in Ukraine are reporting racism while trying to leave. And it just so happened that none of the major news networks are carrying it as of yet. Uh, it includes the CNNs, the, the NBCs, the CBSs, the Foxes, America One, any of them. Nobody is reporting this. And, uh, but, you know, being as though we have our hands on the internet, we can get some of the reports that are going on out there. And I just want to read briefly uh, a report, and it's, it says, with millions of citizens in Ukraine fleeing the country after Russia initiated a deadly attack on February 24th, there have been increase, increasing reports of racism against Black people in Ukraine as they try to leave the country. According to the Independent, Black people seeking to leave the country have been abandoned at border crossings, have been discriminated against in their attempts to board public transport to evacuate the country. One citizen even told the Independent that he and his family were denied entry to a bus on its way to cross the border being told no Blacks. I cannot imagine a scenario where white Ukrainians would ever be denied asylum so how they so how they're treating us is unwarranted it's baseless we are all escaping so let's push a common thread the citizen said uh a medical student also caught in the conflict took to social media to report their experience and said that is continued even after they were eventually able to cross the border after hours of traveling several buses crossing every hour and not one foreigner allowed to cross we finally made it across and, and we're told accommodations at the hotel is only for Ukrainians. No sleep or food in three days. Why does nationality determine who rests? Well, it's the same old song. And we have to include also that this, the reports are not only that they have been, that the blacks are being discriminated against. He's saying that they're Arabs and uh, people from India uh, and a few other other ethnicities who are being discriminated against, and uh, this is just not—it's not being reported. And we know that the world has a history of uh, discriminate, discriminating against people who don't look like them. And this is this is sad because uh, there's a young guy in this area who's a basketball player who plays professional over in Ukraine. And he's been trying to get home, but the U.S. Embassy is closed. 
So he couldn't get any help through the U.S. Embassy, but he's trying to, his best, as of right now, to make his way back. Uh, what happened was uh, a few weeks back, the Ukrainian basketball team told him that this was all some BS and that it was, it was just showboating and this, that, and the third. And they told him if he left, because he was going to leave a, couple, a few weeks back, they kept telling him if he leave, he, they won't honor his contract and pay him anything. So, what, four days ago they invaded, and now he's still stuck there trying to get up out of there. And, and listening to this, it's going to be hard for him to get out where, you know, the Ukrainians are discriminating against them based off of what they look like. Um, and right after we discussed that amongst ourselves, I'm going to bring up, I'm, I'm going to read something from this book right here. And this book is by Zbigniew Brzezinski. He wrote this book back in 1997. It's called The Grand Chessboard. So once we finish dis discussing this topic about the discrimination against uh, non-whites who are trying to escape uh, out of the, the war zone in Ukraine, then I read something from this uh, excerpt from this book. Who wants to, uh, Tamika, you have anything to say about it? And if you have anything to say about Ukraine, go ahead, just let it go. I had uh, found an article that was on Twitter. It was yesterday. I'm trying to go back into my arsenal and pull it back up. But um, it's, it's quite interesting hearing the takes on Ukraine. Um, a lot of people that, that I'm talking to in these different social media spaces are speaking about whether or not the U.S. is going to get involved. And um, I know there's a lot of conversation about that, um, about the uh, ally countries, uh, NATO, um, what's going on on the eastern side of Ukraine. So uh, the topic is definitely hot right now. I always tell people to watch out for the hijack because whenever there's something um, that's taking over in the news space, there's other things that are going on that we tend to often miss. Um, so I try to have balance when it comes to what I'm paying attention to in the news. Um, I do have a brother uh, who has a really close friend over in Ukraine and was able to get something that, you know, wasn't it was first source uh, coming straight from her. Um, and she said it's horrible over there. Uh, they will not let people leave. So I don't know if it's a black or white thing. I think it's just a lot of people are trying to get out and they won't let them leave, period. Um, so that's just one aspect of it. Uh, being all the way over here on the other side of the world, I just hope that, you know, things get taken care of swiftly and, um, you know, there's no casualties that don't need to be had and the casualties that do need to be had to the, to the people that they need to be had to get had swiftly. <laughs> so I'm going to yield on that. Um, Rhonda, you got anything you want to put on it? Okay, well, um, y'all know my little take on it. Uh, well, the audience don't know. I just find it suspicious that this is just me, my little one cent, as I'm anonymous on the camera with my scarf. <laughs> I feel that it's awfully convenient that they are winding down a certain medical condition, talking cold, wink, wink. Starts with the C, ends with the D, 
And mm. now all of a sudden we have a war. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, we know that all of these politicians, not all of them, I'll say at a higher level, let, let me rephrase that in a different way. Just what, two years ago, the world leaders were able to get it together and be like, kumbaya, my Lord. They needed to be on the same page with this medical condition, medical emergency around the world. And now that that's dying down, now they back at each other's throat and they can't pick up the phone and work stuff out or go meet and work it out, but yet they were able to stop the world at the drop of a dime. So, you know, I'm just serving as Sis Sonia tonight. Shout out to you, sis. I got my tinfoil scarf on. I ain't buying it. So that's my two cents. I'm not buying it either, you know, because people tend to forget if you follow the money and you follow the news that happened previously a couple of years ago, wasn't Ukraine protesting against their government? And wasn't uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Ho, Ho, Ho Biden's uh, son over there messing around with them yeah. folks? Yeah, they got a big pimp. I mean, big business. <laughs> and yeah. wasn't they getting on to a Trump card about talking to Putin about what Ho Biden and his son was doing in Child, Ukraine. I ain't want to gossip. You ain't heard that from me. So I'm I'm just eating my popcorn. Now there is a, a there's a channel. I can't remember the name of this guy's channel, but he he's he has to be ex-military because he literally had been watching the cameras that show the uh, flight footage going back and forth from here to there. And he was like, y'all, something's going on. Um, if you check out these flights and pay attention, and he predicted it, wait, like at least a month ago, he was like, they're about to go to war over there. People are moving their ships and they're moving these uh, planes and it's all kind of stuff going on, y'all. If you look at the Air Force bases and see the flights, you can watch it, you can see like they're prepping. And everybody was telling him he was crazy. And then a month later, Putin announces it. But the point that I was trying to make was he said that on Putin's um, address when he announced it, he said that he was going in there to uh, basically destroy Nazis. So if he's saying he's going into Ukraine to destroy Nazis, I, I, go ahead then. Well, I thought the Russians, uh, you know, back in the, what's that, the 40s and the 50s, they... Um, they took some of the, uh, the, 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 the Nazis, they took the, um, the scientists and then the engineers were sent over here to America is what my understanding was. I'm confused. Project paperclip. That part. Yeah. To yep. my, to my understanding. So for me also, I'm trying to figure out when, when, whenever they, you know, when people start talking about black this and black that and all kinds of stuff like that, it makes me 
think what's really going on because they know that people of color are so emotional and we are driven by our emotions and so we're just going to be fixated on these people of color that they say is being trapped over there or stuck over there and so for me it's like what's really happening so that's my my, my take on that um, that's but a it, good point yeah okay Sounds scary though all right uh -oh. but now let me let me throw a little bit of salt and pepper on this on this mix one thing that we have that we have to understand sometimes a ham sandwich is a ham sandwich sometimes sometimes a ham sandwich is a ham sandwich now i alluded to this book right here this book right here the guy who wrote this book his name is the big new brinsky brzezinski he used to be the national security advisor under uh jimmy carter he also worked for uh, President LBJ, okay? But he came up with an organization called the Trilateral Commission, which is, he, he founded it along with David Rockefeller, okay? So, the one, then this book right here was written in 1997. Look at the book. It's called The Grand Chessboard. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about, the, the, the cover reads this. It says, American primacy and its geostrategic imperatives. Okay? So, when you're talking about this, this situation that's going on over there in Ukraine, the one thing you have to go back and you have to look at, you have to look at history. And you have to look at timelines and see what happens in the timeline. Back in World War II, when the Nazis invaded Poland and they started invading all of those uh, Baltic states and they ran past Ukraine, they set up the Waffen SS in there. Yes, that is true. But the one thing you got to keep in mind that the, the president <laughs> of Ukraine is Jewish. He's 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 Jewish of the the European Jewry. Okay? So you're talking about a Nazi and that man is a Jew. The 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 other thing is, I'm gonna read you this excerpt out of this book. Uh, Tamika uh, uh Roland gets serious about about, about his his findings. I, and, and just to be clear, I didn't say who was the Nazi. He said he was okay. going. No, there. no, no. I, to yeah. see this, there's another group that, that's that's hooked up in there in, in the Ukraine of leftover from when the Nazis were in there, the Waffen SS. They oh they set up some stuff in there, but guess where they guess where it originated? It originated over here in the United States. Okay, so. It says this on page 92, it says, most troubling of all was the loss of Ukraine. This is after the Soviet, the, the, the USSR collapsed, okay? When the USSR collapsed, when Ronald Reagan was on, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So all of those countries, Ukraine, 
uh, all of them, them uh, countries that were under the USSR became independent. And a part of them getting their independence, they had to give up all of those nuclear weapons that were there. Okay? Now, what happened was, as, as the Soviets went back to just being Russia and, and pertaining their, their borders, what they did was they collected all of their nuclear weapons, took them back to Russia, and all of those countries became independent. Most of them were annexed into the North American Treaty Organization, which we know as NATO, right? Ukraine didn't get in it. That's the reason why, quote unquote, the United States won't put no foot troops in there right now because they are not a NATO state. But if they go marching into one of those Poland or something like that, then it's then they going it's, it's on. So let me read this to you. Most troubling of all was the loss of Ukraine. The appearance of an independent Ukrainian state not only challenged all Russians to rethink the nature of their own political and ethnic identity, but it represented a vital geopolitical setback for the Russian state. The repudiation of more than 300 years of Russian imperial history, Russian imperial history, meaning just like this country is. See, the problem that we're looking at is that the United States has bases all over this earth. So they surrounding Russia, okay? The, meant, okay, the, 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 the Russian imperial history meant the loss of a potentially rich industrial and agricultural economy and of 52 million people ethnically and religiously sufficiently close to the Russians to make Russia into a truly large and confident imperial state. So what it is, they lost their imperialism. And what Putin been saying, I'm going to get them back and we're going to, we're going to be like the old USSR. Ukraine's independence also deprived Russia of its dominant position on the Black Sea, where Odessa has served as Russia's vital gateway to trade with the Mediterranean and the world beyond. See, all this stuff is geostrategic. The loss of Ukraine was geopolitically pivotal for it drastically limited Russia's geostrategic options. Even without the Baltic states and Poland, a Russia that retained control over Ukraine could still seek to be the leader of an assertive Eurasian empire in which Moscow could dominate the non-Slavs in the south and southeast of the former Soviet Union. But without Ukraine and its 52 million fellow Slavs, any attempt by Moscow to, to rebuild the Eurasian Empire was likely to leave Russia entangled alone in protracted conflicts with the nationality and religiously aroused non-Slavs, the war with Chechnya perhaps simply being the first example. Listen to this. This is very, very important. Moreover, Given Russia's declining birth rate. Oh, Lord. I'm going to read that to you again. Oh, Lord. I'm going to read that to you again. Mm -hmm. Moreover, given Russia's declining birth rate and the explosive birth rate among the Central Asians, meaning people of what? Color. Thank you. Any new Eurasian entity based purely on Russian power without Ukraine would inevitably become less European 
and more Asiatic with each passing year. So now, see, people, because people don't get into that part of it, and they don't understand geopolitics. Now, you can go to the April 1990 cover of Time Magazine. April 1990 cover of Time Magazine, and it says, the changing color of America. What will it look like when whites are no longer in the position of power? So you're looking at it from one end over here, what's going on here, and I just read to you what they main issue over there is because they're not coming, they're not reproducing themselves at a rate with the rest of the world. So since they are not producing or reproducing like the rest of the world, so they want to block black people over there, which I don't like that word, but they, well black remember. Black Remember what I said in that in that in the uh, report, the the Africans were saying it was not just them that were being discriminated against. It was mostly anybody else who was not of Ukrainian or European descent. If but that would make sense, though, brother Roland, because if we were to go at war, I don't know who's friend or foe at that point. You feel me? It, it don't matter what the hell your skin color is. What country you from? So you got to think on the, like, when it comes to war, if you, if, if we're here in America, right, we mm. know who we are. I know that I, my ancestors been here pre-colonialism. And so do I. And, and we're, okay, so we know who we are, right? And then we got some South Africans, right? And mm -hmm. we know South Africa has allied with the establishment because you have the U.S., um, you have the uh, South African embassy over in Washington, D.C., claiming jurisdiction over the southern states. Y'all could look this up. We were talking about this in Clubhouse today because we do so much trade with South Africa. Their embassy over in Washington, D.C. is talking about they got jurisdiction over these southern states. Okay, Mississippi, Virginia, um, Alabama, Georgia, a whole bunch of southern states. I'll post the link on the on the back for you to look because I know yeah, you're you looking like what? You, you definitely <laughs> gonna have to post that for me to see because I live in Washington D.C. Yeah, I'm gonna post that for you, brother. And the the point that I was trying to make is when you have all these different foreigners coming in from different countries. You don't know who's friend or foe. You don't know who's coming to take your, your stuff over. You know, all skin folk ain't kin folk. That, that saying from uh, Maya Angelou, was I it? I got that. I got that. Yeah. So as the people are coming into Ukraine or people trying to leave Ukraine or however what's going on over there, you got to tell folks what your nationality is, where you from, who your people are, because you can't trust anything right now especially during a war. So family, uh, please hit the thumbs up. Please uh, subscribe and also please share. Um, Roland, so some yeah. of us, hmm? Yes. Some of us that's a little, little green and a little slow like me. So all that what you just read, can you just sum it up like for? Well, Basically, what it's talking about 
we we are in a we are in a a, a thing with the world the non the non white people are increasing have always been increasing okay and and white people around the world are dying out they're not reproducing themselves as fast as the non-white population on the earth and it has been like that for years but now it's proliferating now when we talk about this emergency that was talked about earlier at the beginning how, how many who who would have mo most of the people passing away from it was who Oh, go ahead, Dr. Carmen. Go ahead, sister. I was thinking, you talking about the Rona? Well, I, you know, somebody told us not to say nothing like that. <laughs> oh, it was people who, who had pre-existing conditions, and it was um, the elderly. And that's because they want to reset. You get rid of the elders, because they're the ones who were affected by the uh, economic that happened in 2008 the most. They're the ones who were losing their homes. They're the ones who were losing their pension funds. So get rid of the elders. And that's who it was targeting. Those were the ones who were passing away. What color were they? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I ain't, I ain't no coroner, okay? <laughs> I no. ain't see the body bags. Well, they were I don't shy. know. Well, well, I know man. one of them was my one of them was my dad. I'm sorry and to hear my that. Dad, my dad, my dad, a black man. He didn't. He died of that. Yeah. Or did they say that's what he was? That's what they now. said. That's what he, they said. He, your father had already let, had some let other. Me, let, me, let me say something. Okay, go ahead. Um, you know, as long as I've been knowing you. I've, I have been a, a researcher and I still research to this very day. Absolutely. And I'm not going to say the brother's name, but it was out. There was a, a serious brother. He passed away who was who was the one who set me up on the research path. And that's where I got that saying. Sometimes a ham sandwich is a ham sandwich. <laughs> he was the man who uncovered the boule. He was the man who uncovered a whole bunch of stuff. Things we know when it comes to, about. Our, when it comes to our uh so i mean i knew that man personally talked to that man every day until he passed away but my point my point is we we have to understand one thing about being here the other day i was at a a gala and this this uh i don't know what part of the world he was from, but he he was Asian looking, okay? And he got up and said, hey, when did slavery end? Can anybody tell me when slavery ended in the United States? So people was putting their hands up and yelling, oh, 1863. Another one, 1865. Another one, 1860. 1870-something. And he just was looking at him. And nobody said the right answer. Anybody here know the right answer? It didn't. There you go. Still in effect. All they did was put it into what? The pretense of justice 
they put it in the prison system. So it never ended. So those are the things that when we talk about there's a war going on over there, they trying to distract us from what's going on over here. Number one, the biggest thing that they distract us from is that this is our land. We was here first. That part. This is our land. Right. And, 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 the, and to tell the truth, it's the whole earth. The whole earth is ours. But, my, well, but, well. but, but we got to keep in mind, if we not organized or united here, how in the hell are you going to be united and organized somewhere else? If you're not here organized with yourself, going in one accord, going in the same direction. So if I could just add a, my other half a cent and that'll make one cent total. <laughs> <laughs> so just to sum up what you were saying, Brother Roland, reading out of uh, Dude's book, it sound like that this was planned. <laughs> it's, it's always planned. Right? I mean, so when I started talking earlier about I find it suspiciously funny that we finish with one medical condition and now we're on to this. It was already planned. They they project out the population. I know everybody on this panel knows this. They can project out the population. I'm saying at a minimum 30 years is probably a hundred years because they plan stuff by the century. So this was already planned based on what dude said in what you say that book came out in 1990? 1997. 1997. So Russia had already planned to come back and get that territory. Yeah. So then what are we talking about then? <laughs> we talk about we talking about the pretense of justice. Okay, so is Russia in the wrong? Is I mean, like, I mean, is do we need to mind our business? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. You know, Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory, before he passed away, he was on Roland Martin's TV show, mm. and this is right after uh, y'all boy got elected. Y'all boy Donald Trump. Oh, oh, now he our boy. Okay, whatever. Y'all boy, <laughs> boy Adolf Trump. When he got elected, he uh he was on Roland Roland Martin's show, and 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 Roland Martin asked him, you know, what 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 do we go? What are we gonna do now? And Dick Gregory said, he said, it ain't nothing you can do. He said, it ain't gonna be nothing you can do. He said, he said, just get your popcorn and mind your business. And mind your business. That's what he. That's what he said. I make it my business to try to stay out of white folks' business. And 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 and, and here's the thing: we're not going. We're not sitting here talking in a way where we we're trying to ostracize white people at all. But what we're talking about? This is. I'm reading this from their book. It's not me saying this. This this coming from their book. Just like, just like I got this book right here. I wanted to talk about this tonight too. You see? Yeah. And the thing of it is, this stuff, right, this book right here, the stuff that's going on in this country is this. It's how fascism is working mm -hmm. right now while we're not even paying no attention to it. Mm 
Now that I I agree and, on. People don't even really know. I'm not doing. I'm not. I didn't write this book. Somebody else wrote this book. Yeah, we we have um and and shout out to uh the chat. So a shout out to uh brother Charlie Sigler and um we also had King BJ in there earlier. But uh, brother Charlie says that's why they taking down the Confederate statues so they can make you forget history so mm. we can repeat it. In my opinion, never forget the past. Watch out for this. Global reset. Ciao. Watch out, watch out, watch. And, and this with all due respect, watch out for the global reset. It already happened. You living in it. Oh. You living in it. You, li just, you, you are living in it. I just want to read the definition of fast, fascism for mm -hmm. those who uh, don't know exactly what it is. So I'm going to read it etymology version of 1921 um, from Italian Partito Nazionale Fascista, the anti-communist political movement organized 1919 under Benito Mussolini, 1883 to 1945, um, from Italian Fascio, group association, literally bundle, all right? Groups of men organized for political purposes, had been a feature of Sicily since 1895. Totalitarian sense probably came directly from this, but was influenced by the historical Roman fascists, which became the party symbol. All right, so I'm gonna yield. So you go ahead and finish your thought, Brother Roland. I just wanted the folks to know what, what that word meant in case they didn't know. Okay, and I, I appreciate that. Um, Nazi Germany, and you look at them, they call themselves National Socialists, okay? But you look at their symbols, and their symbols were a bundle, Mussolini's. If you go and look at him when he may be standing making a speech and you look back, it might be a flagpole or something like that, and it's a bundle of sticks, and they wrap together. It's called a fasci. That's where they get the word fascism from. And it has an axe on it. Okay, that's why they call Mussolini and Hitler the Axis powers during World War II. World War II, the United States and uh, France and England, they were called the Allies, and they call Mussolini, uh, Japan, and Hitler, they called them the Axis. And that's what they talk about, the Axis on that fascia, okay? Well, if you go look in the House of Representatives, you see them saying fascists sitting right there. They sitting there. You know what Hitler say he learned to be that way towards the Jews? He learned it from America, how they treated black people and couldn't understand how the Americans didn't treat the Jews over here the same way. You see, so this stuff has been here. And Carmen, you, you said something earlier about you said, I thought that they sent some of the scientists over here and sent the scientists, some engineers over there. Oh, yeah. See, the Central Intelligence Agency took some of them because at the time it was called Office of Strategic Services. And then it turned into the CIA. When you go catch a plane out there in Virginia, 
is called what? Dulles Airport. Mr. Dulles, that it was two Dulles brothers. One of them was Department of State and the other one was in charge of the Central Intelligence Agency, which came out of World War II. And they had a whole bunch of Nazi SS people. They had Nazi scientists that came over and helped with the rockets. Okay, that's who came over and helped them. And some of them was absorbed into the Soviet Union. So these people, what they do is they play both sides. And then you got the, the, the money interest that put money on both sides and let them fight it out. Like That's the what they do. Yeah, the Rockefellers did that. Or was it the Rothschilds? Was it the Rothschilds that did that? Or was that the, it was the Rothschilds? At, at the beginning, it was the, it was the Rothschild family, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I stand corrected. So my uh, other half a cent. I know where you, you go. You know how you can read my mind. I, I saw your curl jump. <laughs> well, I said my other half a cent. With each war, to me, this is just Rhonda's lowly opinion. That does not mean this is gospel by any mean. I just look back at history and I follow the pattern. And with each major war, you have shifts of power and change in population. And um, as Brother Charlie pointed out in the chat, um, a mixing up and a rewriting of history a lot also. So to me, all of this stuff is very much so pre-planned in advance. And it's, you know, these wars are orchestrated not only to reset, but also to establish who's going to be the next world power. And it appears that what we're calling the United States, their time is up from a world power perspective. It appears that it is going back towards Asia, specifically China and uh, Russia. Okay, uh, but in my opinion, I think it is already one world global system. Folks are kind of thinking that, oh no, you know, we're waiting for this quote, quote, new world order, this, that, and the third. That been been then already happened. Okay? That already happened. Exactly. We're already living in it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So that's, sorry, that's my other half cent. What did I Foreign affairs. <laughs> Who will run the world? America, China, and global order. See, these are magazines that nobody reads. Elizabeth Warren of Foreign Policy for All. Is that what that says at the top? Or did this come out? When did this, you... this, this this one come came out in this is in January, February of 2019. So did Pocahontas write that? The, they know what they call her. Oh, wrong for that now. I, I like Senator Warren. This she had my my personal reasons why I like her. I'm what just saying. Now she say she American Indian, and I, I believe know. her. But I, mean, I just want to know that she <laughs> did she, she can, write she can, she can be American Indian, but we know we are indigenous, so it's to the land. 
So it's, they can be whatever they want to be, but and we know who we are. Miss Tamika, this for you. Concise dictionary. Oh. This for you. That's for you. I this love that. This is for you. <laughs> I love that. There's um there's another good one um when you're talking about dictionaries um a, what's his name brother Lee Cummins he just did a Hebrew dictionary. Is that right? I don't know if you ever heard of Lee Cummins. Um, he talks about the 13 black colonies, the Negro question, um, and tells the history of how the 13 colonies was set up by uh, black nobles from Europe. Um, King James, King Charles, and all of them was actually melanated nobles um, that came over here and set up these charters. Uh, but he has a Hebrew dictionary that he just brought out. And I thought that was quite interesting because a lot of these words that we're using, especially English, they come from Latin, but we never really get the Hebrew version of it. So um, I think that's a good thing to add to the arsenal too, bro. What you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I talked about it before. It may have been on our first show when I brought up the word and the term emancipate because everybody thought that emancipate meant to free you, but it doesn't. You look it up in etymology and you find that it only means to simply transfer ownership from one to another. So mm -hmm. emancipation meant to transfer the slaves to the state. They became wards of the state. Do you know how many people of color don't understand that? Americans of color that do, do not understand that? Oh, yeah, plenty. Oh, yeah. and I just learned something. It's kind of like a, you you heard it before, but then you hear it again and it clicks a different way. So you know how we always hear about us fighting for human rights? Do you know what the true definition of human is? Uh, oh, yeah. Monster. <laughs> I know you know, Brother Roland. <laughs> I did not believe it. I was like, what? A monster? And then it goes in even more. Like, it's deeper than that, y'all. Can't, can't own land. A human cannot own land, according to the dictionary, the law dictionary. Black's when law it talks dictionary. about humans, yeah. Black's law dictionary. Mm -hmm. So, were we supposed one, to be for human rights? I got three of them sitting over there too. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, the what do we call ourselves? Spirit. I'm spirit. Which, what are you? <laughs> I am. All I am right. Soul. That's my favorite. I am. I That's am. That's what I God say. And God is me. I am. That is huge. All right. All right. I know we done, we done took up a whole bunch of time with that Ukrainian thing, and it just went into all different types of things. So let's get let's let's hear what you have to say about the uh, young people. Well, well, real quick, because we're going to make this short this evening, because y'all know I've been up for the last week trying to get some stuff together with my book. Um, my biggest concern is, is our youth. And, um, and that has always been my concern. And the reason why is my concern is because they are our future. And so, of course, people that don't look like us, they understand that they are our future that look like us. 
And so with that said, it was a uh, article that uh, came out of the Marshall Report, and it was talking about one of the main characters was a young brother named Terrence, and how he had uh, went to uh, jail as a, as a, I hate the word juvenile, but as, as, as a, a young, a young, he was 16 years old. And he was, uh, they, they said that he was gonna, you know, go to this juvenile facility. He was gonna get education. He was gonna get treatment. He was gonna get skills and all kinds of stuff like that. And now here it is years later and he's sitting on death row. And there's so many, you know, people um, that are sitting on death row that were actually young people or youth that ended up in the system. And it's just really, really unfortunate that no one seems to care about the youth. And, you know, I remember before I went on my sabbatical and I had a nonprofit called the Katie Abel Foundation. And, um, and it was, um, it, we taught financial literacy to, uh, from elementary school to uh, junior high school, high school, we, you know, did some stuff in some colleges and, you know, and all the way to senior citizens, but our main focus was on the youth. And, you know, and then when I went on my sabbatical, you know, when I came home, I was trying to figure out what, what what's happening with our youth. And um, of course, you know, some of you know that I'm the director of court Walsh judicial accountability for um, Prince George's County. And, um, and I, you know, sit in these bond review hearings and, and, I, and I see how, you know, the courts are throwing our, our, our babies away and is, is, is really something sad to see. Not to mention a lot of the, 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 the judges that are throwing our babies away look like me and look like you. And so that, that's a huge issue for me and I'm, and I'm quite concerned. Not to mention, a lot of our, our youth are being charged as adults. Now in Maryland is a new um, piece of legislation that they are trying to pass called um, SB 165, where the, 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 the youth will um, be um, first heard in juvenile court, opposed to right now in the state of Maryland, you can be heard you can be sent to an adult court first, and then you have to put in for a waiver or transfer to try to get that, that, that child into juvenile court. And, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, at some point, you know, when, when do we start caring about the young folks again. You know, Roland, you was, uh, you know, before we came on the air and you was, you know, telling us that, hey, your son got accepted into this school. It's a really good school. And, and, and it's just so amazing. But it's like, where are the other parents that are, are you know, what, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to throw no parents under the bus, but, you know, where are their parents? And, you know, what are they doing about the fact that our babies are are being sent to to jail prison camps and cages and and we're thinking that when they go all to these juvenile facilities that they are getting the treatment that they need when they are 
really learning how to be better criminals or, you know, they are in there fighting for their lives and they end up with new charges. And apparently if they on death row, it has to be murder charges to protect themselves and save their own lives. And, and but end up on death row where the state is getting ready to take their life. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, I have no idea at this point, you know, what is, what, what's going on. You know, I had an interesting conversation with uh, a family member before I came on um, the, the, the air this evening. And, you know, I'm not going to go in, into too many details because the last time I did that, it, it didn't go well. Um, but it, I, I'm just... I, I care more about the young people than what people think. And the, 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 the worst thing in the, in the whole world is to be accused of not caring when, you know, I've put my life on the line for our youth. And I still continue to do that. And I understand that our youth, they are our future and that they are worth the investment. And, um, and the only thing that I can do is continue to, 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 to focus on um, our youth and continue to put out there about prison life and, and what's happening in, in this, this injustice system. And the fact that our, the new target is our babies. And, um, you know, we got that, that, that school to prison pipeline, like, you know, what's going on there? Like, you know, I remember when I was in school, they, they, you know, you would get suspended for a day or two or three. Now they picking up the phone, calling the police right away. Well, guess what happens when, when, you know, the school called the police, you, you going to jail. And um, so I'm just really saddened um, by, you know, this whole planet, I'm, I'm very discouraged um, of, of, you know, what we're doing to mother planet as a, a indigenous uh, American woman. I'm, uh, I'm very disappointed in what we're doing to the youth. I'm very disappointed in what we're doing to our trees and our plants. And I'm very disappointed in people placing judgment on one another. I'm very disappointed in people assuming that they know who you are and then they don't and then they place in like, I've already been judged. I don't need anyone to judge me. And I, I, I certainly don't have a, anybody else. And, um, and what I do know emphatically is that our youth needs guidance. Our youth need love. But in, in the same token, we all need love. And, um, and I just want to just, you know, remind our family out there in the audience to, you know, hit thumbs up, hit subscribe and, 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 and share and, and uh, tell us what you think about the fact that we uh, are watching our uh, young uh, brothers and, and sisters be thrown in, you know, in jail and sent to death row. And not to mention a lot of uh, abuse go on in these juvenile facilities, a lot of uh, sexual abuse, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of um, mental abuse, and um, it's really unfortunate. And so, you know, I, I, I 
I did I couldn't finish I, I couldn't read this article on um the air because I would have you know started crying um but I'm really saddened that we have people that are on death row that started out in the system as a, a juvenile and not to mention there's so many shady attorneys defense attorneys that are out there and you think that the, the our defense attorney is 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 for us and then you find out that they they got some other shady stuff going on so at the end of the day you can't even trust people that look like you you can't even trust people that that, that look like me and you know for me, I, I just try to stay focused on being uh, a Buddhist, and I try to stay focused on, you know, being a scholar of metaphysics and holding my moral compass close to me and making sure that I see what I see, I hear what I hear, I know what I know, and, and I just walk with non-judgmental thoughts and that I continue to send love to our youth. And hopefully some of this will rub off on people that are in positions to do something about it. Too many of our youth are going to jail and are ending up on death row as adults. Thank um, you for sharing that. Oh, you wanna go first, Brother uh, Roland? Go ahead. As a mother of a child, who's experienced the school to prison pipeline. I just wanna say salute to you, uh, Dr. Carmen, for what you do. Um, it's hard. Um, I wouldn't have not known half of what I know if it wasn't for my son being stuck repetitively in this system yeah. with people who look like us, mm -hmm. not willing to help, but actually just throw them in the fire. Yep. So <clears throat> I was reading this article that talked specifically about trauma affecting your DNA and not only your DNA, but your children's DNA mm -hmm. and the importance of the psyche of the mother while she's pregnant with the child. Mm -hmm. This is why we're not seeing the things that we want to see. It's because it's done in the womb. We're not seeing the change that we want to see. It's like, why is Pookie and Ray Ray not getting it? Pookie and Ray Ray was traumatized in their mother's womb. And the sci there's science behind it that proved it. Um, there was a study that was done in Rwanda where these scientists uh, studied the epigenetics of people, who, uh, the Tutsi women who were tortured um, with the genocide and having to see dead bodies and all this stuff. And then when you're <clears throat> when you're in jail and you're seeing people getting murdered, getting beat up, um, that's traumatizing. That's almost like being in a war zone. You don't know if someone's going to come in and, and do something to you while you're there. You're always on edge. So when they get out of jail, what's next? Where's the rehabilitation at? Where's the community support? There is none. There's, no, there's not enough programs. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who wanna do something about it, but the funding's not there and the facilities are not there. 
Well, the funding is there. The problem with that is the funding is only going to a selective group. And is normally a group that have never been impacted, don't know anything about being impacted, don't have a family member that have experienced being impacted, and but they are the ones that are making the decisions. They are the ones that are getting the big bag. They are the ones that are creating these bullshit programs that don't work. And um, it is really unfortunate. And then you have a lot of, you know, you know, like little grassroots organizations that are putting the work in that are not getting the support, the, the financial support that they need in order to, to survive or, or thrive. And, um, and then, you, then you go even further, then it's like middle-sized, you know, organizations that are able to reach back and grab even smaller organizations that are willing to put in the work, that are putting in the work, and they 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 seem to change up and is really a sad sad thing and so for me what i have to do is i have to stay focused on looking straight ahead because i got more years behind me than i have in front of me and i have to just create what i think what i know a better place should be like and look like. And I just have to envision, you know, unity and things of that nature. But at, at this point, I'm like, I, I'm, you know, for me, you know, sometimes I just be just ready to, to check off this uh, prison that we own because Earth is nothing but a prison within itself and people don't even realize that. And it's like, what's the point? It's like is what is this everything is just a disaster. You know, changing the subject. I I ordered groceries the other day and I ordered the same same stuff that I always get. And the groceries was two hundred dollars, two hundred and one dollars. And I'm like, what in the world gas is up, groceries is up, everything is just a disaster. Like I don't even look at the news, like everything is just a disaster. But what what does hit my heart is is the youth that kills me that kills me and people placing judgment on me kills me they don't even know me um i just want to make mention of a few things and that's why people saw me with my head down is because i was doing some research and trying to pull up certain things we're going to go back to 1452. Papal bull. Most people don't know what a papal bull is, where it's a decree from the Vatican or the Pope. Mm-hmm. And that papal bull gave Spain and Portugal the right to enslave black people perpetually. Perpetually means what? Forever. That's what it means. Now, we know what happened uh, during that time period, but I want I'm, I'm trying because I don't want to linger on it too too long. We go up to a comedian, Richard Pryor. 
he would have this little skit about it was a robbery and the, and the nigga looked like you. Excuse my language. And they would, they would do these things. And this was back in the 70s. Then we go up to the early 90s and Ice Cube co comes out with a record called Who Got the Camera? Oh please, oh please, oh please, just give me just give me one more hit. And it was in response to Rodney King getting beat and it being caught on camera. So that time, before the cameras came out, this was an ongoing thing since the papal bull. Mm -hmm. The treatment, the treatment of us and our people. It's been going on since then. Now, you got last week or two weeks ago, we get a, another camera with two, two boys in the, in the uh, shopping mall. One white, one black. But if you look at the group, it's a mixed group. It's a mixed group. So these kids, they're hanging together. 14, 15, 16 years old, from what I understand. And the older boy was bullying another boy. So the one boy gets up and defends the boy that was getting bullied. And it's like, look, man, you know, stop doing this, blah, blah, blah. Then this dude, the one that's older, saying, I, I, I do this to you too. And the next thing you know, he getting up in his face and kind of touches the boy, and then the boy pushes him back. And the next thing you know, they fighting. What happens? The police come right in, grab the one boy, pull him up, sit him down, and then jump on top of the other one. The smaller one, might I add you, grabs him, puts him on the ground, bend his arms behind his back, put the knee in his back, tell the other guy, hey, you just sit here, we'll get you later. Come back, and the next thing you know, the other one puts their knee, the woman cop puts her knee on his back also. Everybody is sitting around, and this is a black kid on the, on the ground, and it's a white kid who's doing the bullying. But what did they innately do? They went straight to that young black boy. This, what we're dealing with is something that has been ingrained in a certain group of people. It's okay to do this to them because they not humans, they monsters. We're going back to the Black's Law Dictionary, right? They not human, they monsters. So you can treat them any kind of way. When it comes to the justice system, we can treat them any kind of way. We can put them a 14-year-old in front of a judge and, and send him to a, 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 a all-male, uh, adult male prison and wait, let him wait there. And, they, and, and look what they do. They savages in there. They monsters. Look what they're doing to each other. And then they blast it all over the world to make us look like we nothing but animals. And that's not true. We've been treated so bad. And it's still going on to this very day. Yeah, but you also heard me say that, you know, I, I sit, you know, in court watch and most of the judges look like us. 
So what, 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 what do we have to say about that? You know what I mean? What or, you know, when, when simply, I think about, I beg your pardon? It simply means that the, the oppressed has take, is taken on, has taken on the, the, the practices and norms of the oppressor. That's what happened. I, I understand that. I'm just trying to. So, so what? What does that like? What does that look like? Like, not what does it look like, but what does that actually like? How? So how can we? How can we do that to one another? So if we know that this is, is if we know that this is the norm, then how could we do this to one another? How can how can I hurt you? You know what I'm saying? Like how can how can you hurt me? Like how how can I hurt Tamika? How can I hurt Rhonda? How can I hurt? How can I know that? Oh, I got a, a 14. I'm a judge. I'm a, I'm a female judge of color, and is is a 15 year old you know young young man standing in front of me, and 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 I know that his you know he had a bad household situation is you know horrible but i'm going to send them to uh, uh an adult jail what do they what what, what, tamika, what do we think tamika said something to you not too long ago she said it was ingrained in you in the womb you think about it years ago when you was on the plantation they would tie the woman up tie the woman up and in some cases they would take a, a knife and cut cut the baby and they will let everybody on that plantation see. This is the things that you, this is what happens to you when you do this. Think about this. How in the world does a police officer who said that I mistake this gun, I thought this, this was my taser, get convicted and get two years of prison time? The judge up there, <laughs> she didn't mean to do it. You see, it's funny how, see, when we look at, just like when we look at the back of the dollar bill, you got two, you got two symbols on there. I mean, you got two, uh, what you call them? Uh, one is the eagle. The other one is the pyramid. But the only one you see them using is, is the eagle. You don't never see them using the pyramid. But they got two seals. That's what it's called, a seal. So one group is utilizing the seal because they know that the, the pyramid don't belong to them. It belongs to a certain other group of people who don't know it's theirs. So they can treat you however they want to treat you. And, and they will get the people that look just like you to continue to treat you because they, the oppressor will never teach you to take over. So if, if you come into my college, you part of my bar association, you part of whatever it is, you in this court system, guess what? You're going to act according to the, the rules and regulations that I put out. And if you don't deal with it, guess what? I will disbar you. I will pull you off the bench. I will find a reason and blast it on the TV and assassinate your character if you go against these rules. And the next thing you know, hey, that's what we got. And the, the only way we're going to get out of this that I see, we have to 
unify, but we hard-headed. We are hard-headed as hell. So with that said, <laughs> until next time, <laughs> the pretense of justice, I want you to think about as you see that young brother or that young sister walking down the street, I want you to think about what are they going through? What are they going through at home? What are they going through in school? What, what are they going through when they walk to the mall with their friends? What, what are they going through? And then tell me what you come up with. Because I can't imagine sending a, a young person of color to jail the rest of their life. I, I, I just can't imagine, let alone putting them on death row when, they, when their life was already, when the, the, it was already stacked against them, the deck was already stacked against them. And like, you know, Tamika said, you know, we need more programs. We need to start creating more programs for our youth. They are our future. And with that and said- important, the ones that are here. So make sure y'all check out helpingourselves.org. Um, go ahead, I'll take it away, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, uh, the pretense of justice, the book will be out in the next couple of weeks. So you guys will be getting an email from me. Um, I'll be confirming your address and, and things of that nature. And uh, I'm getting ready to, you know, hear what you guys are going to think about, you know, my, my, my story and my experience. And it wasn't a pretty one. So with that said, peace, love, and understanding. Thank you and good night. Thank you, family.